Congratulations, you found the audio podcast version of the weekly Google Plus Hangout that is Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Every week we dive into the world of SDCC, con culture, and all the stuff and nonsense that surrounds it. This is season three, episode two, recorded on the 9th of August 2015. Myself, Leonard Sultana, and Alyssa Franks from the Friends of CC Forum are joined by Kevin Backelder, podcaster, TV fanatic, and community supporter for DragonCon, an event taking place over the weekend of the 4th to the 7th of September 2015. He talks to us about what it takes to attend this incredible convention, and we also discuss the preparations people are putting into place for San Diego Comic Con 2016, as well as the recent pre registration announcements from Comic Con International. Welcome to Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. I have my cup of tea. I absolutely can guarantee that probably my guests won't. Because, I mean, one of them, I think, is probably too busy to have a cup of tea. Because from what we've been talking before we got started, it just seems like he's just too busy for everything. We'll get back to it. We'll get round to that. Don't worry. Uh, this is a live hangout where we talk San Diego Comic Con and Comic Cons and con culture in general. And also we talk about um, what's happening in the kind of entertainment world around conventions. Um, we have got ourselves a Q&A section on the Google uh, Plus Hangout. If you do want to jump in and ask any questions, what I'd really like from you is where you're watching from, because I want to definitely uh, reinforce that this is Comic Con International. It's all about uh, worldwide cons. And also, uh, something that uh, came out of a, uh, a Twitter conversation that I had earlier on today. Let's find out, a full month after Comic-Con 2015, what has been your favourite piece of swag that you have pulled from uh, the con this year? Uh, so if you want to tweet that to me, SD, uh, cup of tea, SDCC, um, or you can tweet me at Englishman. SDCC. We'll try and put it onto the screen as well, and we'll see if we can share the bits and pieces that you picked up at San Diego this year, which you're particularly proud of. Um, it is the 9th of August 2015. It's 346 days to San Diego Comic Con 2016, just over 49 weeks to go. And uh, like I say, you can interact on the Q&A, and you can also tweet us using the hashtag CupOTSDCC. Um... We have got ourselves two great guests today, um, my usual partner in crime, which is Alyssa Franks. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? Hi. Big test to see if it's working. Are That's you getting any echoes? It's so much better. There we go. It's good to have you here. Um, I know that there's been some big changes in the uh, Friends of CC Forum, uh, which we'll kind of cover in depth a little bit later, but uh, how are you coping at the moment? I am doing well. I'm actually really enjoying the uh, the technical aspects of it. Uh, it's, you know, we're starting to get into the coding of it, and that's fun. Going through all of the little menus, I, I find that a little frustrating, learning a new system, WordPress. We're installing WordPress on the front page, and um, but it's fun. We're doing well. You're getting there. Excellent, excellent. And we have a uh, fresh face to the uh, the Hangouts, uh, someone who's not been on before. And um, 
someone I've been really looking forward to uh, speaking to, which is, uh, now I want to get your uh, surname right. This is where, because, you know, uh-huh. being, a, being a good host and everything, um, is it Kevin Bakelder? Uh, I get so many pronunciations <laughs> that I'm very comfortable with each of them. Back, Backelder no, no. is very acceptable, as is Batchelder, so I'm good. Okay. You did better than most, Leonard. I'll give you credit. Fair enough. Well, I went for the uh, the, the Dutch and the, the yeah the Dutch um, pronunciation. That's where I went. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't too sure. But okay. Uh, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Uh, Kevin's going to be talking to us uh, specifically about uh, DragonCon, uh, which is going to be uh, happening next month. So um, if there's any questions that you have about DragonCon, do let us know. Jump in on the Q&A. Uh, if there's anything that you want to ask Kevin, because uh, um, uh, as we will find out, he's a, a busy boy at that particular uh, event. So uh, very much looking forward to that. <laughs> Great to see people jumping in on the Q&A already. Hello, Neil Williamson. Hello, uh, Jim Watari. Hello, Janine Lacaro. Hello, Michael P. Hello, Rick G. Hello, everybody. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Do spread the word and let us know that we're on. Uh, let everyone know that we're on air and uh, jump in and join us uh, this this afternoon. So. Uh, what we're going to do is talk a li- in a little bit about um, the preparations for 2016 San Diego Comic-Con because um, we have had the email and the announcement on the CCI website regarding um, that you now have to verify your badge for the pre-registration. If you're an attendee in 2015, it's already starting. Uh, it is going to happen after uh, the end of this month. All of this we'll talk about in a bit. But tell you what, let's jump straight in to talking to Kevin. So, first things first, I suppose, uh, to introduce yourself, um, who are you? And in terms of um, attending cons, what's your, what's your history? What, what, have you, uh, what have you done in the past? Oh, sure. Uh, I've been attending Dragon Con, as an example, since 2005. Uh, that's been my con of choice. I've done a few others, uh, the new one out in Indianapolis, uh, Indie Pop Con I was a guest at recently this summer, and a couple of uh, local cons. I was hoping to meet up with Alyssa at Boston last weekend, but uh, the universe didn't align for us there. But uh, So I do some of the local conventions here in this area. But as far as bigger ones, I haven't had a chance to get to San Diego yet, although it's certainly on my bucket list. Uh, but as far as interacting at cons, I kind of put all my efforts and focus on Dragon Con uh, each year, certainly the last 10-plus years. So a life, lifelong science fiction and fantasy fan. I do several uh, audio podcasts about uh, genre TV shows and movies. Uh, so that's my way of uh, getting involved with the fandom. Fantastic. I, I mean, I don't know a great deal about um, Dragon Con. What is the general, what is the focus and uh, what kind of guests do they get there? Uh, Dragon Con is a fan-run, fan-focused convention. It's almost entirely volunteers. Uh, I think close to 2,000 of them that helped to run them between uh, people who run the programming tracks and security and everything else. Uh, it's, I think, in its 28th or 29th year at this point. It's held in Atlanta, Georgia, here in the U.S. over uh, Labor Day weekend uh, every year from Friday through Monday. Uh, I think estimates this year will be at around approximately 65,000 attendees. Uh, it, Celebrities, if you will, or the guests, as they're referred to, you know, from film and TV and authors, they normally have around 400 every year. Uh, but the focus really is the fans. Uh, a good part of the programming with 35-plus programming tracks 
is on fan discussion panels, TV shows, movies, science, podcasting, uh, writing, uh, you name it, anime. Uh, it, it's a total immersion of interacting with other fans as well as the traditional celebrity Q&A panels. Uh, for those who may not have been or haven't looked closely at it from what I've been told and from the friends, folks like Jim, who's in the chat, uh, who've been there very much, San Diego is seen as the preview of what's coming soon, uh, what the studios are going to give us information about, whereas Dragon Con is a little more focused on what are the fans talking about, what are we passionate about, which may either be new things, a la the upcoming Star Wars movie, or TV shows that have been on for years that we're just passionate about and want to get into. Cool. So what's kind of the um, the lead-up time in preparation for Dragon Con? Is it something that people can kind of jump into, um, say, the week or the week, the month before? Or is, is it starting a little bit like con culture in general to require a bit more preparation? Yeah, I think that way it's very much like San Diego uh, as far as the advanced prep. The, for example, Dragon Con isn't held at a convention center. It's actually held at five... Uh, hotels, five official hotels in downtown Atlanta. Uh, the programming takes place at that are all within a block or so of each other. And for example, rooms at those official hotels usually open up for the next year about 11 months ahead and sell out, much like San Diego stuff, in mere minutes. So if you're someone who's thinking of going and you want to be in the epicenter of things as far as your hotel, you're going to have to plan about a year in advance. There are plenty of other naturally overflow hotels and such but that's going to be your biggest challenge in advance for Dragon Con. The actual uh, ticket, if you will, or badge, or as it's called, the membership in the Dragon Con world, you can walk up and get that day of. That's, they don't cap memberships, at least they haven't yet, although there has been discussion of it. So the ticket to get in isn't the issue. It's usually the hotel space and that kind of plan, that and the schedule. That, that was what I had noticed about Dragon Con was that it, it – when I had tried, when I had thought about going a number of years ago, the the only hotels that I was able to get were far, you know, like an, uh, a mile or two away, and it didn't seem like there was any central location. So I really, I I got confused. Now, granted, this was before I really understood cons and hadn't been to San Diego at mm-hmm. that point, um, but so. How do you find out when the hotels are going on sale? What happens, again, being uh, the DragonCon official website, dragoncon.org, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But as you folks know very well, it's usually the fan community that does the best job of helping other fans. Yes. So um, <laughs> the the information isn't so much centralized as, as if you're new and you want to say, where's the one place to go? Well, I can't really tell you one place, but there are several mm-hmm. good ones to be keeping an eye on. Um, and that's also where the last few years I've gotten very involved after going to con for many years and realizing there are many folks just like you, Lisa, that have an interest mm-hmm. but feel this overwhelm of where do I go first. Uh, I started a group called the Dragon Con Newbies. Uh, it's a Facebook discussion group with a few friends that I knew were asking questions about going, so I said, let's create a group so I can answer your questions once instead of five times. <laughs> this, sounds, this sounds awfully familiar. Very familiar there. So uh, I created that group, and now... Uh, I think three or four years later, we're up to about 1,700 members. Uh, and it's folks who are experienced like myself and folks who are brand new every year who come in and, and ask where to start. So it's some great fan sharing. And the last uh, two or three years now, uh, the con recognizes what we're doing and realizes it's helping out. And they're actually now supporting us by giving us room space and adding our events 
to the official schedule. We do walking tours on Thursday before con starts, since it is five hotels to get the layout. <laughs> and then we do open Q&A panels, you know, on Thursday afternoon and then first thing Friday when the con starts to answer questions to get folks started. So we do have a website at dragonconnewbies.org where we'll list a lot of the more popular forums or videos or audio podcasts to try to help folks get acclimated. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that sounds very much like what Alyssa uh, did with the Friends of CC in creating this um, community around uh, a convention. Um, what kind of community is currently in place, uh, aside from yourself, for DragonCon? Is that something that's starting to build with lots of little uh, groups? Uh, oh, absolutely. Every year it does. Um, there are a couple of uh, traditional forums, much like Fans of CC that are out there. Uh, that do a great job. Facebook groups nowadays, as you folks know, with the explosion of Facebook, there's, uh, I think the official DragonCon uh, Facebook group has like 10,000 or more members. So there are communities all around, depending upon where it is. Some fandoms, as you know, are more popular on Twitter. So they are hashtags that are used to kind of talk things up. Uh, you know, recently, uh, I'm a big fan of the TV show Lost Girl. And this year at uh, uh, Con, we've got a pretty special situation where we have almost the entire main cast. We have six cast members coming as the show goes into its uh, last half of its final season. So for the fans, uh, once they announced the lead for that show, Anna Silk, is coming a couple of weeks ago, uh, my Twitter feed blew up with people going, oh my God, now I have to go. I only have three weeks. What am I going to do? So (laughs) it's been nice having some infrastructure to be able to point them to. We just did a similar event like this, a hangout yesterday with some of the folks at the uh, Drinks at the Doll podcast, which is a Lost Girl podcast, offering our advice, having attended the last few years, to help the fans in that community get an idea of, you know, what happens with Q&As, how do you do autographs, photo ops. Uh, you know, the main thing about Dragon Con, you folks certainly see it with the size of San Diego, aside from getting a little bit of a sensory overload, is understanding, okay, some things are dynamic, some things are scheduled. You just have to sometimes just go with the flow and do what... Uh, you know, happens to be in front of you as you move around at con. A lot of folks like to say, I want to know a specific schedule. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And as we tell them, that's wonderful, (laughs) but realize that in the moment you might find the most amazing thing happening that you never knew about right in front of you. What's been the the explosion of Dragon Con? I mean, mean, remind me, how long has Dragon Con been running now? I think this year is 29th. Okay. And uh, I can imagine, very much like most uh, con culture, there was that kind of ramp up um, to just kind of exploding. Is that very, was that very similar to San Diego around 2010, or has, it, has there been a more a gradual growth? Well, I think it's been the, the similar, certainly in the, in the same way that as we got all much more acclimated on social media, and folks like all of us here started talking up how awesome our cons are. Other people that may not have known or were only on the fringe now got more interested, and they had a resource in, in any of us to ask questions. It wasn't quite the daunting task. So I do think a lot the, the social media side of it has certainly the explosion of Instagram and other things, so we see all the cool pictures and the interactions with other fans, has gotten people more interested in doing it. So it's been... I don't think it ever really, quote, exploded at DragonCon, other than each year there's just more and more folks. They expanded from one or two hotels to now the five. Um, so it's just the more fans interested in interacting with the other fans that uh, gets people realizing that they can do it, you know, even if they're not aware of it. I still remember that first year when I went in 2005, 
For me, I am, and certainly was at the time, a huge fan of Firefly, and the film Serenity was coming out that fall, and many of the Firefly cast were going to be there. So that was kind of my impetus of, well, maybe I'll go. But I went, and I didn't know a soul. I mean, I didn't. I was totally, this might have been the biggest leap of faith, (laughs) and I'm going to be wanting to come home Friday morning. But, you know, I got there, and this is part of why I do the Dragon Con newbies. I'm paying it forward because there were multiple people who obviously saw the size of my eyeballs and said, okay, you probably need a little help, don't you? Uh, it is such a welcoming community. I felt very at home with my fellow geeks and nerds and so forth. So it's it's that community feel. And a lot of us, just like you folks, uh, Google Hangouts are great. Our podcasts that I do are great. But getting to see those folks once a year, it's like a big family reunion. Well, I mean, you haven't just paid it forward. You've also kind of contributed as well because we were just about to go on air and we uh, turned around and said that uh, well Alyssa said I understand you're doing a few panels at which point you turned around and said yeah I think I'm doing nine of them this year <laughs> whoa <laughs> so you're well, going to be you're going to be a busy boy at Dragon, Dragon Con this year um, I mean can you give us a, a, a heads up on what panels you're going to be attending Sure. I mean, a good part, as I said earlier, with Dragon Con, along with the great celebrity panels, is the fan interactions discussing these topics. So um, I reach out and get to know many of the track directors, and, and when they start forming schedules on topics about TV shows or movies, I will certainly, if I have an interest, since I cover a lot of that on my podcast, offer to help. So I'll be on panels covering TV shows such as Lost Girl, uh, iZombie, The Librarians, uh, Arrow, The 100, uh, and, and several more, uh, some in the Whedonverse covering several Whedon shows. We'll, we'll do things like that, um, as well as some of those newbie events, too. So there'll, there'll be several spots. I also now, for the last few years, have co-hosted a, uh, a movie screening. Uh, we do something called the Sci-Fi Drive-In Theater Heckle-Along. Where, <laughs> nice. where I select, I select <laughs> a uh, not-so-top-shelf movie, and myself and one of the directors of the American Sci-Fi Classics track. We do our own MST3K riffing with audience interaction and make it a bit of a party. You know, with Dragon Con being at the hotels, naturally a lot of folks are drinking all day long, so we, we encourage them to come and yell at the screen with us and so forth. So we, we have a lot of fun with several hundred fans. That seemed to be one of the, the major differences between uh, San Diego and Dragon Con was that since everybody is in those five hotels, it's a much more of a, a party kind yes. of a, a con than um, San Diego really is. Uh, I, 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 and, and that was kind of one of the things that turned me off a little bit when you know, I was thinking about which con to go to, Dragon Con or uh, San Diego, initially. But um, it sounds like it's a it's a great it's a great fun for everybody who's involved in it, um, oh, and especially with the the, the heckling, <laughs> the, the heckle. <laughs> that's that's brilliant. I mean, yeah, the one thing I if, when I've heard about Dragon Con, the one thing that I've heard about is um, certainly the social. Socialization mm-hmm. of uh, fans mm-hmm. uh, on an evening as the sun goes down and the alcohol oh. starts to uh, <laughs> flow, and um, yes, num- a number of cosplayers may disappear <laughs> off into a small, quiet corner. It certainly sounds like very much more of a yeah, an interaction. It can be. That's the word I'm going to use. Yes, I mean it's it's often referred to as nerdy gras because it has that style, and it can. Um, and folks can be drinking all day long. Let's face it, it's in the hotels. But 
The wonderful thing about Dragon Con, when some folks are a little concerned about that, quote, party con, is because it is so big and there's so much going on, as, as we tell folks, you get to program your own con. If you want to be the party type, there's events probably 22 hours a day. I mean, official mm-hmm. events. The, the discussion panels run till midnight. So wow. you can you can just choose mm-hmm. to be a nighttime person, or if you prefer to go to the more organized, formal discussion panels and Q and A's all day, wonderful. There's plenty of space and room for that. So mm-hmm. that's why I think a lot of people have gravitated to it. Is sure it can be seen as the party con if you want to be, or if you're the type who want to be more cerebral and interact with other fans and be sitting there like I have sometimes at 10 p.m. on a Saturday night debating the ending of Lost as opposed to having a drink, you can do that too. I mean, it's it's whatever you'd like it to be, and folks respect that enough that you, it doesn't clash. So well, sure, okay. you can have your fun. Uh, well, that, that's um, something that I did notice at uh, San Diego this year, uh, that there was um, very much um, a drop in uh, cosplayers and uh, kids. What's the kind of audience like at um, DragonCon? There, there is a very wide spectrum, especially over the last couple of years. There, there are a couple of programming tracks. Kaleidoscope is one that, that has programming specifically for early teens. Uh, there are even uh, dances and parties that are done early evening that are designed for the younger crowd, too. So if you're a, a, a geek who's got a couple of kids, you can bring them to con. Um, while it does have some areas, if you will, or some reputation for, for being a little risque with some costuming or other things, that tends to be later on in the evening. So it's, it, and it's not anything, uh, it's, it, these are all public places, so you still have to follow all local laws <laughs> and such. But uh, if you want to seek out some of that stuff, it's there. But if you want to go with the family, certainly because of the cosplay and the other things, uh, daytimes especially, it, it is no problem at all. There's plenty of kids around all the time. Excellent. Um, when it... One of the things that um, Nathan, I had seen an interview that Nathan Fillion did a number, uh, two or three years ago, and he, when asked which con did he prefer, San Diego or Dragon Con, he had said Dragon Con uh, primarily for the cosplay. Uh, so that was my my interest in in going was uh, to, it, I mean, you guys have a parade down the center of Atlanta oh, for, yes. for cosplay. Yes. <laughs> Saturday morning, 10 a.m. It's pretty, it yeah. gets covered by CNN and there are tens of thousands of people in attendance. It is wow. a the Dragon Con parade. And if you go up on YouTube and do the search on Dragon Con parade, you'll probably find several videos of the entire parade. It, it is a cosplay spectacle. Um, mm-hmm. The kids come in and, and certainly on the streets of Atlanta to get a chance to see that. Uh, it, it's pretty I won't say unique because some other cons do similar things, but it's pretty special. It, mm-hmm. it, and as we say, many of us geeks aren't in the best of shape, so it's not a long parade. <laughs> you can't walk for very far. Uh, and some of those costumes are pretty heavy and intricate. But uh, And Atlanta's muggy in the summer, much like other places. But it is a pretty special thing. And the cosplay occurs all throughout the con at all the hotels. It's mm-hmm. not just formal events. So, yeah, the people watching is where a lot of folks have a lot of fun because you can just hang out and watch some of the cosplay and some of the folks. And the, the community does a great job at DragonCon, too, and this is where some of the celebrities are comfortable here is because we respect them. If they're not on a panel uh, or sitting in an autograph room, they're just walking the con, folks know not to uh, go over the line. Simple handshake, a hello, but uh, you'll find a lot of folks. I had a great discussion with Christopher Lloyd just last year at, a, at one of the hotel bars one night when he was just sitting there 
having a drink, uh, very casual and willing to interact. So it is a comfortable environment, and folks realize that uh, if they want to have a great time with the celebs, they need to respect them when they're just being fans walking around mm-hmm. the convention. So it's it's a nice environment that way. But it's just a, I hate to sometimes some folks will have me on or I'll talk in places, and they want you to compare Comic-Con San Diego <laughs> to Dragon Con. Which one's better? And I, it's not a fair discussion because they're different things. At the core, it's all of us geeks getting a chance to really have a great time. But they're presenting different information, so you can get great things out of both. It maybe depends on where your personality is at and what you're looking for. It does sound like a totally different uh, vibe. I mean, I'm taking one or two questions from the Q&A. Um, Carol Hansen uh, met Garrett Wang, and he said that Gra- Dragon Con was his favorite for the non-stop parties and everyone all in the same area. We've got Erin Lin who's uh, turned around and said that uh, I think it's going to do Dragon Con next year. Shudanine Lacaro, Dragon Con is on the bucket list for me. Indeed, we've got a couple of people watching. Uh, Tara Lynn, who I think you probably uh, know, uh, Kevin, uh, from the Geekery, uh, she's going to be on the, an Arrow panel and a Game of Thrones panel uh, this year. Uh, so you probably know Tara well. Um, I think a lot of people are getting more interested in finding out about Dragon Con. Um, I want to return back to the community again and find out, mm-hmm. um, say, best places for people to go. For example, uh, Michael P. has put up onto the, uh, the Q&A, uh, where can we go to uh, for dra- uh, DragonCon hotel information? Uh, for example, where would be kind of like the best, best first starting point if you are wanting to get into DragonCon, where would be the first uh, port of sure. call? Well, uh, obviously the official website is a great starting point, and that's going to be dragoncon.org. They will list there the official hotels as well as uh, overflow ones with links and phone numbers. So there will be information there. Uh, at this point, obviously, it's focused on uh, the upcoming con, and almost all of them are going to show as being sold out. Um, but certainly once you get past uh, this year's event in early September, that would be a place to keep an eye on some things. I'd also highly recommend, uh, number one, the community we created, dragonconnewbies.org. Because if you go there, there'll be links to things like our Facebook group, other resources that are out there, including there's a couple of very good uh, hotel-related Facebook pages and groups for fans discussing where they're able to find rooms as well as postings of things. So, again, that, that's a starting point, and then you can start to drill down because the official DragonCon Facebook group as well, uh, with over 10,000 members, obviously, is a great resource to get information there. So... Things do tend to, for the most part, I'd say the Facebook is, is a great resource. Other than that, there are a couple of very good uh, DragonCon forums, much like the CCI one, and that link is also at dragonconnewbies.org as well. Okay. Uh, Andrew I'm, McCoff- uh, I'm, putting, I'm putting Kevin's uh, website, dragonconnewbies.org, up on the Q&A for Thank people. You, Brilliant. Um, we've got, uh, like I say, a couple more questions. Um since ho- this is from Janine Lacara, uh, since hotels are so popular, uh, do the hotels cha- uh, charge premium rates? <laughs> well, let's face it, we're in we're in a downtown big city. They're not going to miss an opportunity to make some money. Um, the official hotels do a good job at having a very good con rate. For example, the five official hotels are very high Hilton, Hyatt, um, those type Marriott that, you know, the regular room rate, even off-season, might be $400 a night. But the con rate will be just over 200 Other nearby satellite hotels, I, I, would, I don't think they really gouge, but they certainly aren't offering many discounts because they know with 65,000 people coming in town, 
Uh, but I know many people are able to get rooms for 100 or 150 a night. There is an excellent uh, public transit system in Atlanta. It's called the MARTA, M-A-R-T-A. A lot of folks look for a hotel that's close to one of those stops because there is a stop right at the center of all those hotels. So that's not difficult. Many people will stay in the outer lying areas to get a lower rate on a hotel and use public transit. It does run till uh, midnight, so unless you're a real late-night partier, it'll, it'll cover you pretty well for getting in and out of the city. So it's not like you have to be staying at one of the official hotels to still have a wonderful time. A lot of folks will use some of those other options, and that's part of the community talking about what's of interest to you, what your comfort level is uh, mm-hmm. on the hotel and staying. And naturally, a lot of folks are going to room up with several other people to save money. I'm sure much like San Diego, uh, if you're like any of us, I mean, I leave my room by 9 in the morning, and I just walk in the door past midnight and fall in the bed. I barely spend any time in the hotel room, so it doesn't need to have much more than a bed and a bathroom for me to be covered at con. So sharing a room with other folks certainly is a great way to keep your costs down. Excellent. Uh, Corgi Commander is asking, are badges and hotels as difficult to obtain for Dragon Con as it is for San Diego? No, the actual badges are not. Uh, it's referred to as a membership in the Dragon Con uh, world. But you can walk up and buy one of those even day of con uh, to get in. It's probably, uh, I think, a four-day membership, as it's called, for the entire con right now might cost you ballpark 130 140 dollars if you buy it in advance as many of us do like you know shortly after con we buy for next year it might only cost us 75 dollars so the price will go up a little as you get closer to con and you can buy individual day badges for probably around 50 but they're not as hard to get as the san diego badge is um, yet con dragon con for the sake of you know flow of people has talked about maybe someday having to cap them but so far it's just talk Sorry, so, that was me. Okay. So, <laughs> so it really, it really does end up being the hotels that are the tricky one. If you want to get one of the downtown hotels right, yes. right in there, it's surprising um, that there's uh, sixty-five thousand uh, people. Is that the estimated attendance? That Dragon is, Con? that is a fit. Yeah, that is the numbers you'll likely see in some of the official. Uh, okay. Media relations yeah. info, give or take. Um, yeah. In reality, much like any of these other cons, it's probably higher. They just don't tell you that for the sake of the fire marshals and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we understand how that goes. <laughs> I mean, that's the reality of the situation. Now, the nice thing that Dragon Con has done now for the last few years, too, is, as you can imagine, with the cosplay and the visual nature, mm-hmm. a lot of people would like to come downtown and just, even if they didn't have a badge, um, you know, watch the cosplay and what's going on. And because of the size of the con, they instituted now at the official hotels where any of the events are taking place, uh, certainly by like mid-afternoon through the evening, maybe now it'll be all day this year, um, you can't get into the hotel without a room key for that hotel or a Dragon Con badge. It is okay. locked down to just attendees or folks at that, staying at that uh, location. So you know you're around nothing but other, for the most part, con people. It makes for a very comfortable atmosphere. Right. The other thing that was interesting to me that you had mentioned um, is that it's almost entirely a volunteer organization, which is very much like San Diego CCI Comic Con International. Um, do does drag do the Dragon Con people do um, a, a second con, or is there any thoughts of expanding? The reason why I'm asking is because Dragon Con is Labor Day weekend, and that is historically brutal 
on families who have uh, mm-hmm. kids in school. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, that's that's one of my hindrances for for going down to it. But um, has there been any talk about a second con maybe in the spring? I have not seen much serious talk of it. It's certainly something that comes mm-hmm. up in the fandom asking about it. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't seen anything on the official side of things or heard any rumblings as far as that being the case. Obviously, of a con this size, you know, one a year is enough to try to pull off, <laughs> uh, let alone trying to do two. Uh, a small so, one. Yeah. <laughs> a small one. Just a little one. But, uh, yeah, it's it's history now. It hasn't always been on Labor Day weekend, but certainly at least the last uh, 15 years plus that I'm aware of it has been. So, folks, it, it does have its issues with the timing of schools uh, and so forth for the parents, no doubt about that. It's, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not hearing anything as far as rumblings yet about any date changes or anything like that. Yeah. So on your website, I, and this is the first time I've looked at um, the Dragon Con newbies.org website I'm I'm looking through it and you do have a forum on your website also that I haven't clicked through to um, is it fairly active can you go there and ask questions about um, when the hotels are going uh, opening up what I would recommend uh, at, at the uh, DragonConNewbies.org site, in the mm-hmm. list of suggestions, there is another forum, actually, that is better than the one on our personal website there. Um, okay. Because it is completely con-focused. Uh, I believe it's DragonConForums.org uh, or .com. I'm not sure. The link is there. That one is totally con-focused. The best resource, if you are on Facebook, is by far the Facebook groups. They are the most okay. popular. They have the most people, and there's also a couple of those excellent uh, room-related either groups or pages mm-hmm. that when they find openings once the official hotels have sold out or if the official hotels sometimes will open another small room block, you can mm-hmm. imagine how quickly those get posted and how quickly those yeah. get taken. But if you're watching those pages, I've seen many folks. I saw someone just about two weeks ago get a room at one of the official hotels, uh, not exactly con rate, but not much higher. They just lucked mm-hmm. out and, and the, they opened oh, up yeah. a little room block. So <laughs> just like with the CCI forum, Find a couple of spots where there's a community and probably a good 10, 11 months ahead of time, just start visiting it. And you'll yep. probably find out you learn a great deal of information and you've got some friends there who can keep you in the know if you're looking for something. I am. I have been. And, and, and Kevin and I have been, just for everybody else that's watching, have, have been interested in uh, growing an area for Dragon Con for the, the San Diego community, the CCI community. Um, so I am interested in, in doing something so that people who know each other can hook up with, you know, meet up with roommates and, and uh, hotels and the like. Um, so I, I hope that uh, we can start getting some information and uh, doing some uh cross-pollination, so to speak, with regards to, to that. I'll, I'll keep a check out and ask to join the Facebook groups because it's a, I'd love to come down for Dragon Con. It sounds like it'd be a, uh, a great time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be nice to see some more cross-pollination of the groups yeah. there. Be, be glad uh, we're going to try and get you to into San Diego. and uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to mission. be there. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. You, you know, heartily welcome. And it, <laughs> into the, the Friends of CC group and uh, try and get you hooked up with a badge group so you can get uh, tickets, badges to yes. uh, to the con. 
Oh, it definitely would be a lot of fun. It's it's simply been a budget thing for me at this point. Oh, <laughs> not a desire, I'll tell you that, because it's uh, it's a lot of great stuff every year. I I sit on my and it's wonderful now as someone who can't attend though, with all of the videos that get released and the feedback from mm-hmm. folks like yourselves. Um, mm-hmm. It's neat to be able to live it through your eyes and the folks who are there. So that's you know it's nice. It also also makes it even more desirable to be there, but it's a it's a nice <laughs> double-edged sword. <laughs> Um, I, uh, talking about the community, I mean, what's the kind of thing that's being talked about at the moment? What's the big uh, hot topics uh, that people are getting into? Well, at this point in the in the newbie side of things, naturally we get the folks who are those, you know, oh, I just found out my favorite celebrity is going to be there. I want to try to make it. You know, can I do it? Um, <laughs> so at, at this point, we we try to steer them towards some hotel resources, um, share some info. Um, uh, yesterday we did a uh, another live Google Hangout, as I mentioned, for the Lost Girl community because folks had questions. Will there be cast Q&As? Uh, do I have to get a separate ticket? Where are they going to be? How far in advance can I do the lines? You know, I've heard about the San Diego situation where sometimes you have to wait hours. And Dragon Con's a little different. They clear their rooms, so um, you can't room sit. You're going to have to line up differently, and they try to limit the lines, but you still have to get in them. So we're just trying to give the background on how you can learn the basics. As you know, many people are coming just for celebrities, so their questions are about photo ops. Some folks are coming for the parties, so how do I find out about the great parties? And, you know, where are the ones that don't get published? And uh, information like that, you know, and the others are just, I'm coming with uh, a family, or I have a, a 15-year-old. Will there be events for them? And things like that. So very honestly, it just tends to be all over the board, uh, just showing the fact that the community has become very diverse in terms of what they're getting out of the convention. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, well, obviously, I'd like to try and point some people towards that hangout so people can uh, uh, watch that back and uh, uh, get that uh, information, or certainly get involved in the community in that way as well. Um, what's the uh, channel that you uh, currently uh, broadcast under? That uh, that event that we did yesterday was actually part of the Drinks at the Doll podcast. If you go to their website at drinksatthedoll.com/live. Uh, they have a page that lists there when they do some live hangouts, and the one that we did yesterday will be right there on that page up on YouTube, much like this one, to be able to watch. That was about half uh, general con tips, much like we're talking about today, and about half specific to when the Lost Girl cast panels will be and fan panels and things like that. So if folks are just looking for general con info, at least half that show is probably going to be something that will help them out talking about memberships and hotels and con culture and things like that. Did you say drinks of the doll? Drinks at ah. the doll. So what we're going to do is we are going to put the links for this in the Google Plus event, and I'm also going to tweet them out as well. Uh, so if you do want to uh, watch that uh, hangout and uh, jump in on the community, uh, you're more than welcome to do so. Is there any l- last things that you'd like to talk about Dragon Con in terms of what you're excited about this year? Oh, I... Well, that could be his own hour show, very honestly, as you can imagine. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a fan of many shows, and uh, so I love the involvement, as I mentioned, with all the panels I love to do. But it's also seeing the friends, many of which I only see once a year. That's mm-hmm. that's the thing I'm probably most looking forward to. Um, certainly being a big fan of the TV show Lost Girl, as I mentioned, with such a uh, highly unusual situation with so many cast members, I'm very excited to go to those Q&As and get to meet some of those folks and some autographs. Uh, but also a big fan of the TV show Arrow and do a podcast on that. Stephen Amell is scheduled to be there. So uh, many lo- uh, 
Arrow events too. So it, it's really the great thing they tell you if you're a fan of Dragon Con, you don't want to come to the convention just to see one or two guests because, you know, situations can change. Uh, these are not corporately sponsored, so sometimes guests do have to cancel last minute if they have shooting schedule changes, but you come for many things. So my excitement tends to be across the board. Excellent. Um, I quite like a couple of the comments that are coming through on uh, the Q&A as well. Uh, we talked about Garrett Wang um, that uh, someone had bumped yes. into at uh, Con. He's actually the Star Trek uh, track, track director. director. Yes, uh, Dragon Con, which is absolutely awesome. If you don't know who uh, Garrett Wang, in, Wang is, he was uh, a cast member on Voyager. Um, yes. You played uh, Kim on that particular show, and uh, yeah, that, 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 I think that's um, cool that a, a cast member gives back in that way to uh, to program yes. uh, for uh, for Dragon Con. And also, we've got a couple of the uh, uh, comments as well. This is um, from Angela Copley um, on Facebook. There's a Dragon Con Hotel Connection page. You can like to uh, get some notifications from when hotel, hotels open. They do great availability updates on a regular basis. We'll try and get that link yes. as well, and we'll put that in uh, that, the... That's uh, an ex- that, and I would give a big thumbs up to that page. That's one of the ones I would recommend. <laughs> it sounds like there's a whole uh, host of really good pages that kind of form uh, a network yes. um, around the various elements. I think that's fantastic. Excellent. Okay, um, any last-minute questions, Alyssa? Um, no, I'm I'm busily the uh, busily getting the link up, trying to get the link up. Um, had a little bit of problem with misspelling, <laughs> and it's I thought we D- should have sent them to you in advance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. Well, it's D A L, as opposed to yeah. So yep. anyway, there you go. I am getting it. It will come momentarily. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, thank you very much indeed for joining us, Kevin. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Oh, and, my pleasure. Um, and, uh, yeah, so when exactly does it take place again this year? It'll be Labor Day weekend, so this year that'll be uh, September the 4th, Friday the 4th through Monday the 7th. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Excellent. Oh, I'm glad you're I more than it. welcome to stick around for uh, what we're going to talk about next um, and uh, jump in. Uh, like you say, you've not been to San Diego, so uh, if anything, this may be a, a, a couple of things that we can talk about uh, in terms of uh, uh, people that are going to uh, Comic-Con this year. Oh, sorry, next year. Um, certainly the uh, the big announcement that took place this week was the um, announcement on the Toucan blog regarding pre-reg. Um, if I can just uh, pull that up onto the uh, at the screen as well, and we'll uh, talk it through. This was regarding the uh, the badge number required for the 2016 attendee. Now, all of this is uh, not exactly news. Uh, we knew this was kind of going to be uh, coming. Um, that you do have to have your badge with your, um, your the, the, a number that's printed at the bottom, and that will unlock the attendee pre-registration for you. At some point soon, it does say that you are going to receive an important email with how to validate your uh, badge online. Now, obviously, all of this was uh, uh, done because we have now got the uh, opening of the badge validation right there. So if you are wanting to return to Comic-Con for 2000, and 16, and you were an attendee in 2015. Make sure you validate your badge. It's right there at the bottom of the uh, the screen. Uh, sorry, at the bottom of your badge. It's a number which you put into your long uh, member ID account, and you select the registration info and uh, follow the instructions to complete the validation process. However, I'm trying to find the uh, announcement. There it is. 
this was the thing that kind of caught my attention because people have been very curious as to when uh, and the timetable for uh, getting all these uh, bits and pieces done. The validation for the badge needs to happen ASAP uh, before September the 15th. Uh, 2015 and likewise with the child's badge if they are going to be uh, eligible for attendee pre-registration however this was the big piece of information that the attendee registration will take place after October the 31st so people who have been thinking that it's going to happen a little bit sooner rather than later don't worry it is going to be a little while yet so we've got uh, a bit of a breathing time you've got yourself two months uh, to uh, get yourself uh, prepared, so don't I wouldn't worry. Call it, I wouldn't call it breathing time. I would call it time to ramp up the, the you know, crank crank up the annoyance and, and frustration <laughs> and paranoia. And oh no, where am I gonna? Am I gonna be the Cheerio this time? Please, oh, I, I need to be the Cheerio. Are you, <laughs> are you somebody? Your... That, are you somebody that um, uh, would like it to happen sooner rather than later? Absolutely. Do you want to have, do you want this week. I, I would have. I would. I would be happy if it was in September. I, you know, I think once, you know, once school starts, once, and you get all of that, you can get your badges bought before you even have to start thinking about Christmas and, and the holidays and presents and all of that stuff. Plus, I'd like it to be set. I know I've got my ticket. Much like the Dragon Con people, they know they've got their ticket and 11 months out, they can get their, uh, their hotel rooms and they're set. You know you can plan on it. So I was I was not thrilled with that bit of information. Well, <laughs> thank I you for letting me ramble. <laughs> oh well, not a problem at all. It's my job here to ramp you up and get you all wound up. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, at least I I found it um, uh, reassuring that they were actually putting something into a schedule, that it's not something they're just going to yeah. wing in a prayer. They know the uh, a date that they're going to be aiming for, and mm -hmm. I suspect that you are going to be looking sooner than later, directly after that date. So at least you've got a couple of months to kind of get your badge teams together, uh, to get your preparations, and also start looking for um, condos, perhaps, maybe even start mm -hmm. looking at that. Um, we were talking very briefly about that last week. Um, I think uh, Kevin also puts a very excellent point that uh, it is always a good idea to uh, perhaps look beyond the hotel uh, element and just kind of look at somewhere to stay as a group uh, to kind of uh, bring the costs uh, down. So do start looking at places like BRB and uh, all the other uh, sites out there when it comes to uh, condo uh, hire or even just looking at uh, joining a, a group to make the costs come a little bit down, even when it comes to hotels. The forum is saying the first week in uh, the first two weeks in November, either that first Saturday or the second Saturday in November, keeping it out of the Thanksgiving range. And um, uh, there was another point I was going to make, and I forgot it again. Sorry, Don't guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I mean, come. something that also got something that also got announced um, uh, this week as well uh, to kind of keep the uh, the flow going because I did have a couple of interactions this week saying that all these weekly hangouts that we do kind of makes us wish that it was Comic-Con again. Well, <laughs> if you are in San Diego, don't forget you've got three weeks uh, so you can go to the Art of Comic-Con um, uh, exhibit that is taking place at the San Diego Central Library. Uh, 
Um, if you've not been to it yet, if you're in the area, if you're in the uh, SoCal area, if you can go, I am going to put a post up on anenglishmaninsandiego.com tomorrow with my pictures because um, I was staying with some friends um, a little bit further out of town uh, on the Wednesday after Comic-Con, and I took the bus in deliberately to see the... Uh, uh, the exhibit it took me about an hour and a half two hours to get there on the bus and it was worth every second it is an absolutely stunning exhibit some great i mean it's only in one room and it kind of feels that you could get around it in about five minutes but when you get into it and have a look at the uh, things on display i really would recommend going it's running um it's open tuesday wednesday and friday from 12 till 5 thursday 2 while 7 and Saturday and Sunday, 12 till 4, and it is open until August the 30th, so three weeks. So if you can go, do go. Um, if you are a little bit further afield, um, uh, if sure. you are in the, and over in the West Coast, like I say, I'm going to go and put a post on tomorrow uh, with a load of pictures which I took, um, including one of that massive uh, diorama of um, the... the uh, uh, the, the filling one wall, which just looks absolutely incredible. It's a shame that the picture won't exactly give you that uh, full view, but certainly uh, you'll get a taste of what you could see at the exhibit uh, firsthand. I did know. You, did you manage to remember what you were going Yes, to two things. Um, well, first off, just in terms of the uh, Kevin and anybody else who who is newer to the San Diego, we expect the uh, Jan Reg to be the first week, the first couple of weeks in January. That's historically when it's been. So go to the forum and join a badge buying group. I certainly would help you through that, Kevin. And now what, um, what is, yeah. from, for the newbie, what is a badge buying group? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> do you want to do this one? <laughs> what basically, what it is, is since there is a lottery, when, when you get to the buying, uh, time you are lumped into a lottery and as uh, CCI has described it a spoon comes in and pulls out a Cheerio and if you're lucky to be that Cheerio you get to buy your your badge you get to buy three badges um, and what we found is that if we have a, if a person is in a group of about 30 people 20 to 30 to 40 people, whatever the, the leaders can coordinate, that magnifies your possibility of eventually getting a badge because everybody can buy three. So if you go in, you buy for yourself and two other people, or your buddy buys for yourself, himself, and one extra person. So it just increases your your odds. The other thing that the badge buying group does is um, cement and build friendships with groups. So like you and like myself, when we went to our first major con, we were there with the big saucer eyes <laughs> you had mentioned earlier. It gives you that group of 30 people that you can say, hey, let's get together. Do you want to go see this panel? You know, let's let's be newbies together mm-hmm. um, with it. So that so that is in in a, in a nutshell what the badge buying groups do. Uh, the second thing that I had wanted to mention 
Or did you have any questions? No, no, that's not, that's good. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> heard the term but didn't know what it meant yet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and I think the forum has got about five or six at this point. The other thing that I wanted to mention is this next weekend is D23. And yeah. I am, <laughs> I am yes, hoping. That, that was going to be the next thing I was going to bring up. You did, oh, uh, I'm sorry. No, I read your mind. No, you preempted me. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so it all kicks off this Friday. It is, mm-hmm. of course, the uh, convention which um, did kind of uh, get a lot of pressure under San Diego Comic-Con purely because of the attendee for Star Wars, which thankfully it did uh, pan out. But it's time to find out exactly what Disney are going to bring to the table. This, what, if you don't mm-hmm. know what D23 is, D23 is the um, the fan uh, convention that's put together by Disney uh, for its own properties. So you have Marvel, you have uh, Lucasfilm, you have all the Disney properties as well. It is very Disney-friendly. In other words, it does cover stuff such as Pixar, um, and it's uh, very much about the, uh, the, uh, the archive of Disney uh, properties. But, of course, Lucasfilm and uh, Marvel are now part of the family, so they are very much covered. Um, and it is an absolutely, it's turned into a huge event. Um, it's something that we are going to hopefully have somebody uh, do a remote uh, re- report from uh, next week. Fingers crossed. I've got one or two people I'm uh, speaking to. In much the same way that when Alyssa uh, did her heavy breathing at uh, Boston <laughs> uh, last week. Uh, hopefully we will have... Somebody not doing so much. Not, somebody not doing so much of a heavy breathing session at Disney because that would just be likely wrong. Um, but hopefully we'll have somebody who's going to uh, join us uh, live to kind of give us a, a flavour and a taste because it's another problem that I don't know about and I really would like to certainly see what D twenty three is all about. One or two people, or one one person has said that they would do. Uh, put up some video and that we can at least link to with, with regards and take some, some pictures so at least we can get some idea of a flavor for it. I, I wish I could go. I would love to go to that. I am... Yes. It's, 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 on, it's, on, it's on the agenda. Yeah, same, same with myself. Uh, yeah. Like I say, I've got one or two people kind of dangling that they would be uh, able to help us with a Google Plus Hangout and uh, do a remote report. If not, if you're going to uh, D23 and if you're up for it, if you'd like to uh, jump in uh, on the Hangout next week, please. We'd love to actually see and get a flavor of what uh, D23 is all about. Excellent stuff. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, this is um, come from... Uh, let's go through a couple of the uh, the last-minute uh, Q&A comments. Uh, Kevin, uh, this one, I think, is pointed towards yourself in terms of if you are wanting to go to uh, Comic-Con. Uh, you have to make sure that you do have a member ID first. Okay. It's a very good point. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, if we're going to start from uh, start from scratch, yeah. you're absolutely right. If you are wanting to attend into do it today, do it now. Well, do it now. now. Not now. Two minutes. Let's finish first. Yes. <laughs> then go to uh, comic uh, comic-con.org.org and go click on the member ID button and yeah, get yourself uh, a member ID sorted now. Uh, Thank you very much. Yeah, all of your friends and or family who's also going with you will also will need their own member ID too. So it's not a blanket. It's it's one per person. One per person. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Um, let's see what else we've got. Um, I think that's pretty much everybody. Oh no, Carol Hansen, Carol Calgary Expo is also great for cosplay. I think a lot of people are looking at uh, cons 
uh, forthcoming. Um, I've I've certainly got a I've got a wall chart <laughs> at the moment, which I have uh, a couple of uh, cons. Uh, next week is going to be uh, interesting for me because uh, we're going to go to uh, Sheffield Film and Comic Con. Uh, so I've got a con that I'm going to be attending. Uh, we've also got, um, like I say, Thought Bubble and Lakes International Art Festival, which I hopefully will be doing uh, a remote report from. Uh, Carol uh, Hansen, uh, Calgary Expo is great for cosplay, and they also have a parade downtown on the Friday. Uh, I'm just, you know what? I think that would be a cool thing to have uh, going through um, Gaslamp at San Diego. If um, there wasn't this small issue of um, I don't know, cars trying to move through people. <laughs> That's a whole other subject, and I'm certain that people will know what I'm on about when yes. we're talking about it. Let's, okay, let's back away from that. Okay. Uh, what else we've got? Um, we have ourselves Betsy Woodin. Hello, Betsy. It's good to have you uh, joining us again. Uh, we'll be at PAX Prime and Wizard World San Jose late August to early September. It is all about now. Uh, other cons and other events that are coming up. So okay. that's what we are going to be talking about on the Hangouts from here till whenever. Okay? I hope to get a number of people um, from New York Con. I'd love to see if we can get Mike again. Uh, Mike Anderson. Brian as well. Yes. Yeah, I'm uh, not sure about Brian because he does, he does uh, a bit of the international stuff. And he would be one to have on for the Star Wars yeah. uh, celebration next spring. So that when you guys are like running ragged and crazy, and just before <laughs> con, you had a con. <laughs> yes, that's that's going to be a fun fortnight. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's do Star Wars celebration and then jump on a plane pretty much the second that finishes yeah. and fly to San Diego. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. Anyway, but I think that, uh, the one thing that uh, con culture has shown that it is every week now. There's just mm-hmm. an event that's Something happening. Counts. Do check out your um, local calendars, see what's happening near you, and let us know what uh, you're attending. So that'd be cool. Is uh, um, speaking uh, speaking of that, Kevin? Do you know of um, is there anybody that would be interested in joining us the weekend of Dragon Con um, on the hangout on Sunday, uh, maybe for a walkthrough? Um, or I'll I can, just put that, I can see, I'll put yeah, that let me, out there. Yeah, let me see if I can come across someone, only because folks are probably going to be so deep in what they're doing. <laughs> yes. Uh, unless, if you don't mind it from sitting in a line somewhere, maybe. But, yeah, let me see what we can work in. Okay. That works. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll take it how it comes. We really, we'll, be, we'll be happy with, uh, with anybody who can join us. Right. Um, Thank you very much indeed for joining us uh, on Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Once again, uh, do uh, join us on next week as we are going to do a uh, another um, post-con thing because I'm going to be, like I say, I'm just going to be coming back from Sheffield Film and Comic Con. Um, what else? Uh, yes, uh, thank you very much indeed to my guests. Alyssa Franks, uh, thank you very much indeed for uh, your time. Um, any things that you'd like to talk about, especially in terms of getting the, the forum changed? Um, we've done a lot of work on the front uh, on the front page. We got a WordPress installed, and we're we're in the process of installing a theme. I've got kind of a placeholder up there at this point, and we're um, 
got a lot of great suggestions for things uh, to put up there. Uh, Twitter feeds, video, Chris uh, Haggish, who's an admin on the site, is going to be doing uh, the editing job. And I, I've come up with kind of a new idea uh, framework for the whole uh, Friends of CCI community and that it's a, it's a co-op. And that's what we are. You people, people take on different roles of Chris is doing the editor, Japari is doing, helping me with, um, is doing the coding and the design. And I've got Angel K and Transmute and they all do their own little things and we all just work together somehow and it's, it's a wonderful thing. So that's where we're going with the form. Once again, uh, she's uh, got an address on the uh, the screen at the moment, which has slightly changed. Friendsofcci.com forum will take you to the new site, but if you want to go directly there, it is friendsofcc.com. Thank you very much indeed, Alyssa. Uh, thank you very much indeed, uh, Kevin, uh, for your time. Um, where can people find you online? Well, along with that, dragonconnewbies.org, if that's what your focus is. Otherwise, most of my other podcasting and... Uh, uh, genre type stuff occurs at our primary website at tuningintosci-fi-tv.com. So say that again slowly. Tuningintosci-fi-tv.com. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Are you on Twitter at all? Are you on social media? Yes, on Twitter um, as uh, K B A C H E L D E R. And that's why I struggle to work out the correct pronunciation. <laughs> And there you go. Now you, now you know why, you see. Now you yep. see. Um, thank you very much indeed, Kevin. My name's been Leonard Sultana. You can find me at uh, on Twitter, EnglishmanSDCC. You can use the hashtag CupOTSDCC when it comes to talking about anything that we've discussed on the Hangout and also anything that you like to talk about uh, in future episodes. Uh, you can uh, subscribe, of course, on YouTube. Do subscribe on iTunes as well. Do listen to, out for the audio podcast. Let us know what you think of it, and also just kind of uh, put a review out there so we can kind of let people know that we're there. So that'd be rather uh, helpful if you could. One other thing that I'm going to ask as well, we are going to be making one or two slight changes to the Hangout in terms of raising the production value over the next five to six weeks. Uh, one thing that I am hoping for is opening credits. So that'd be nice. Uh, we're actually going to be doing that in uh, regards to a bit of theme tune as well. The music that I've been using on my podcast for about two years, rather cheekily. <laughs> now, I've been speaking to the uh, the guy who actually wrote it and is uh, hopefully going to, uh, fingers crossed, allow us to use it officially. So we've got opening music, but we need opening credits. So if you know anybody who knows After Effects, knows anything about decent animation and can produce something for us, do let me know at EnglishmanSECC, because, of course, it would be nice to uh, get you guys involved in uh, putting something together. Okay. Thank you very much indeed for your time. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We're back again next week, 10 o'clock Pacific, 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern, and 6 p.m. GMT. Thank you very much indeed, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Thank you. Bye.